Immediately after supper, he sent his pilgrims out to be fitted with armor as soon as they were brought into communion with God. Now, as I said last week, and I'm saying again this week, that it is very important, it is very important that when a person is saved, that they be taught. I mean, that's, that's one of the things that the Bible teaches. The, uh, Jesus told his church back in Matthew 28, he said, uh, make disciples, baptize them, and teach them the all things, uh, uh, that, the all things that they need to know. And let me tell you folks, uh, you may think young people can go out there in the world and just be, be okay. They can't if they haven't been taught. They can't if they don't remember the things that they've been taught, because it's very important uh, uh, these things are. Uh, but we uh, last week we talked about what are the virtues and, and what are those virtues and moralities that the Lord uh, displayed while he was here on the earth. Well, he tells us that we're to take the girdle of truth. We talked about that last week. I'm not going to repeat these uh, today, but then he, he also talked about the breastplate of righteousness, which we talked about last week also, so I want to get on over here to this week's message, which is supposed to be on the next page here, this week's message. Now, one of the, one of the elements of the Lord said of the, the armor that the Lord has, that we're, 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 we've been given to put on and that's the shoes of preparation, the shoes, shoes of preparedness. Now, it was the great apostle Paul who wrote young Timothy. <coughs> Excuse me. He said, preach the word, be in season and out of season. Second Timothy 1, 2. Now, preparedness, it, it goes in where we're, we are always ready to tell people about the Lord Jesus Christ. We're always, now, I, I know that uh, we, we talk about preaching. I know people say as well, you know, the only uh, preachers are those that are called, but that's not true. That's not true, and I'm going to tell you that's not true because of the fact is that the word show in the Scripture, S-H-E-W, is the same word for preaching. Same word for preaching in, 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 in the Bible. And so whenever you're showing someone the truth in the Word of God, you're preaching the Word of God. You're showing it to them. You're, 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 you're giving them uh, the things that they need. So, so we need to be have those shoes of pre- preparedness on. The preaching of the gospel of peace is what prepares... For our feet, the shoes of preparedness. These are the shoes of preparedness that he's referring to here. The shoes that we put on. That's the shoes that we, not, it's not, he's not talking about the shoes here that we walk in. He, he, he's more talking about the feet than he is the shoes here. But, but the thing about it is, uh, he talks about those shoes of preparedness. He's talking about those shoes that, that are ready, those shoes that, 
those shoes that are ready to go and to tell people about the Lord Jesus Christ. And, and I, I'd be afraid to say, I'm not afraid to say it, but I would be afraid to see just how many people really go and, and, and even go to their, their own family. Go to their own family. Go, go to the family that they love and care about. And all, that's all I've heard lately, you know. We, we love our family. We love our family. But how many have gone and sat down with their family and asked them this important question? Are you saved? Not are you a Christian? Well, everyone will answer that yes. Just about everyone will. Are you saved? That is, that is, that is the feet that he's referring to here, the feet that will walk, that has the, the that has the, uh, spiritual boldness to go and sit down and talk to someone about the Lord. You know, we, we, we're to, we're not to wait till somebody comes and asks us a question, or we're not, I hear people say all the time, well, somebody asked me a question, gave me an opportunity to talk to them about the Lord. Well, we don't wait till people ask a question because I want to tell you the last thing that most people want to talk about is the Lord. That's a, that's about the last thing that most people want to talk about. So it's important. All of us should always be ready to do His will and to run the race which He has set uh, set aside for us. We sh- we should be we should be willing to. Run that race that he's given. We're in a race today. Every one of us are in a race today. We're in that race, and and part of being in that race is is the shoes of prepared of preparation, shoes that that are ready to go out and 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 preach and teach a gospel to other people. And um, I've I, I I try to do it. I try to talk to somebody every day if I can. If I if I if I go and have an opportunity to, but you know, um, you can't you can't stop people anymore with all this going on because people don't want to talk to you. They don't want to get close to you. They don't want to talk to you. But I know that this day is going to come to an end. These times that we're living in now are going to eventually come to an end. But they're not going to come to an end until God sees fit for them to come to an end. There's nothing. There's nothing that Donald Trump can do. There's nothing that Joe Biden can do. There's nothing that anybody out there can do to stop these days if the Lord doesn't want them stopped. Now, I said this, I said this Wednesday night or two ago. I, I don't know how many of you listened, but I said this a Wednesday night or two ago. You know, that, uh, that, uh, we pray all the time. I pray my heart out, God, stop these things. Before I go to sleep at night, I pray, God, do away with this thing because I want all of my church people back in church. I want all of them back serving the Lord as they should. And, and certainly this is a, this is a, this is a something that is very, uh, part of my heart. Part of my heart is I want everybody back. I know we got a lot of people out today and, and some of them are finishing up, and I hate to say it like this, but some of them are finishing up uh, uh, a, a uh, time when they have to be in, and, and they, can't, they can't go out as of right now. 
not saying that they don't do it, but the saying is that, that they're in a time like that. But, um, but this, this is going to end. When God sees fit, this is going to end. I, I just, I hope and pray that God will let me live through it and see the end of it. And I hope and pray that God will let every one of you live through it and see the end of it. But this is going to end. Then God is going to expect us, when he stops it, he's going to expect us to get out there and start talking to people again about the Lord, which a lot of times we don't do it. It is a fact when one runs a race, one must have the right kind of shoes on their feet. Now, that's how we see it nowadays. How we see it nowadays. You know, people, they got running shoes. They got walking shoes. They got trotting shoes. They, they got all kinds of shoes. You know, and, uh, as a matter of fact, uh, when I was growing up, we didn't wear any shoes until wintertime. And then my dad would go down to Jakey Green's. That was a, a dry goods store there in the city. My dad would go down there and buy us boys a dollar pair of gum boots. I saw uh, Joel with a pair of gum boots on. Well, my dad would go and he'd buy us a black pair of gum boots and he'd get us a heavy pair of socks. And when winter time came, that's what we wore. We wore those black gum boots with socks when it was snowing and when it was cold. But then when just as soon as the weather warmed up, we took those boots off, took those socks off, and we went barefooted. Went barefooted all spring, went barefooted all summer, and even first part of school we went barefooted. Oh, you, you'd be surprised the people that came into that one-room school that I went to didn't have any shoes on. But the thing about it is, is we, we, we always prepare ourselves if we're going to run a race, I'm talking about a, a physical race, like today we always prepare ourselves so with the right kind of footwear. And, and the great apostle Paul says, and, and I, I, want to, I want to read this, I want to put this in here, for whosoever shall call, call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. How then shall they call upon him of whom they have not believed? All these people that uh, that think that just saying they're a Christian, everything's all right. That's not so. That's not so. Just because a person says, I'm a Christian, there's you won't find too many people out there, just like somebody told me several years ago. Matter of fact, Brother Jim and I. Brother Jim went visiting with me one time, and, and uh, somebody told Brother Jim and I, I have nobody to witness to. Because everybody I know, everybody I work with, and everybody I know are Christians. And I'm, I'm trying, I'm showing you right now, Paul says, For whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. How then shall they call upon him in whom they have not believed? And how shall they believe in him of whom they have not heard? And how shall they hear without a preacher? And how shall he preach except he be sent? As it is written, how beautiful are the feet of them that preach the gospel of peace and bring glad tidings 
of good things. Romans 10, verses 13 through 15. He says, he says, those people that will go have beautiful feet. He's not talking about you may have the ugliest feet ever was, but if you're out there witnessing for the Lord, you've got beautiful feet as far as God is concerned. As far as, far as God is concerned. The right kind of shoes makes the right kind of feet beautiful. It was Isaiah who said, How beautiful upon the mountains are the feet of him that bringeth glad tidings, that publisheth peace, that bringeth good, uh, good tidings of good things, that publisheth salvation, that saith unto Zion, Thy God reigneth, Isaiah 52, 7. Even Isaiah spoke of those beautiful feet up on the mountains that, that preaches, that teaches the gospel. And then you have the shield of faith. The shield of faith. Think about that for just a moment. The shield of faith. This is taken from the shield that each Roman soldier was given that he was able to completely hide himself behind it. Now, what is our hiding place today? It's faith. God gave us faith that we can always hide behind with the, with the wonderful faith that everything's going to be all right. I, I, I believe it. I, I'm, I'm not, I don't know how many people are going to get to die from this virus, but I do know according to God and what God tells his children, everything is going to be okay. And that's what Isaiah is referring to here, that it's wonderful that a person will go out and publish the good tidings of good things to come. Good tidings of good things to come. That's the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. Now the shield of faith is taken from a, taken from the Roman soldiers was given as he was able to completely hide himself behind it. There is one thing that has been given to us that we can hide ourselves behind, and that is faith. We, we have to go on faith. We have to walk by faith. We have to believe by faith. We wouldn't even believe if it wasn't for faith. You know, uh, uh, Paul says uh, in, in the book of Ephesians, for, for by grace are you saved through faith, and that that is faith, it's not of yourself, it is a gift of God. For by grace are you saved through faith. You know, you hide behind faith when you're saved. You hide behind faith when you walk. You hide behind faith when you talk. You, you do everything by faith. Everything we do is done by faith. Everything we do is done by faith. The shield of faith. You cannot go out into the world unprepared, with nothing to hide behind when the fiery darts of the devil are cast your way. Thank God for faith. Thank God that when, when somebody, when, when one of those fiery darts of the devil is cast to our way, that we can say, Lord, I've got faith that it won't hit me. I've got faith that it won't touch me. That's, that's what one of the songs, one of the old Puritan preachers sang. He said that, that God has seen, ordained that not one missile 
will come our way. Now, how many, how many have faith to believe that? How many have faith to believe that not one missile that is fired at me will hit me? How many has got faith to believe that? You know, we, we sometimes, we're, we're scared to death. We're, we're scared that we're going to do something wrong. All, all of us. That's, as I've said, as I said Wednesday night, that's in the body. That's not in the soul and in the spirit. This body is constantly afraid of everything. We're afraid of the COVID virus because of this body. The COVID virus can't attack your soul. COVID virus can't attack your spirit. But these old weak bodies, it can attack them. And, and, and I'm not saying that, uh, that we, that, uh, God is necessarily going to, uh, is going to, uh, be with us against those things. Because remember this. This body here, this body that I'm in right now, is going back to dust. It came from the clay of the earth, it's going back to the clay of the earth. So so some may say, well, God won't let me die. Oh, He will when your time comes. Some say, God won't let me do this. He, He will when it comes concerning this body. But we're not talking about this body now. Faith has nothing to do with this body. Faith has everything to do with the soul and the spirit. The soul and the spirit is, is inundated with faith that will help you to withstand every dart that is thrown at you. Every dart is thrown at you. You know, if, if you're out there challenging Satan by saying, well, uh, uh, you can't hit me, you, you'll all get hit. You don't do that. You don't, you don't, you don't go up against Satan. One thing you don't do, you don't go up against Satan. Don't, don't, don't take Satan on because he's going to win every time. Don't make it so brazen that, that, that Satan can't touch you. Faith says that God's going to take care of your soul and your spirit. That's never going to be destroyed. That's never going to be destroyed. <clears throat> For by grace are you saved through faith. And that, that is faith, is not of yourself, it is a gift of God. You can't muster it when you need it. You already have it if you're saved. You'll say, well, I'll have enough faith to face that. You can't muster it. You have to trust that when those things come upon you, when those things come, you have faith that God is going to protect you from them. I'm not going to guarantee any of you that God's not going to cripple this body. I know I pray, I pray to God every day, Lord, I don't want to suffer. I want to just drop dead. When I preach my last message, I want to drop dead right here where I'm standing. I told somebody that one time that don't come to church here, and they said, well, that'd make me scared of death to preach. Because I would be afraid that every time I preach, that'd be my last message. I don't hope that this is my last message, but I want to tell you one thing. It'd be a wonderful thing if I just dropped dead after I got done today.
There's enough of you men here to carry me out. I believe there's enough of you here. Some of them say, well, I don't want to face that. I know I told Ronnie Dixon, our mayor, I told him one time, I said, I made my funeral arrangements, and I said, I made two pallbearers. That's you and Mike Cochran. And Ronnie Stewart looked at me one time, uh, Ronnie Stewart, Ronnie Dixon looked at me one time, and he said, I tell you what, he said, I know a lot of people has got a backhoe, and he said, I know a lot of people has got a, a something that can pick you up. Said, I don't plan on picking you up. But anyway, that's what we that's what we would hope for. But I'm not going to tell you that you're not going to suffer. You're not going to suffer, but I'm going to tell you one thing. Faith is going to guard your soul and your spirit. Constantly going to guard your soul and your spirit. You can't lose those things. You can't you can't do anything that will cause those things to be lost. Because God has saved your soul and your spirit. And someday he's going to take those things. Whenever the life leaves this body, he's going to take that soul and that spirit up to be with him forever and ever. That's what faith does as we live today. That's what faith is as we live today. If you're not prepared, the fiery dar, the fiery will... I'm sorry, the fiery darts will hit you, and they will eventually destroy you. They will. They'll eventually destroy you if you're not ready. I'm afraid this is what has happened to a lot of people. I had someone tell me the other day, they said, I really didn't think this was real until it hit somebody close to me. They confessed it. To me, they confessed it to me. They said, "I really, we really, we referring to husband and wife." Said we really didn't believe this was real until something happened close to us. I said, "Do you believe it now?" Oh yeah, I believe it now. I believe it's real. You'd be surprised if people out there don't believe this is real. I don't know how I don't know how they get through every day not believing this is real. Because you see it all the time. I'm not going to be like Joe Biden and say 120 million people died, but I'm going to tell you we've got almost 150,000 people. I may, we may have already reached that that have died as a result of it. You don't think it's real? It's real. This is real. But the thing that we need to thank God for is that our souls and spirits are hid by the faith that he has given us. The Apostle John wrote, well, let me say this. We might also remember this was the shield that David hid behind when he went up against Goliath. The shield that he hid behind. It was the Apostle John who wrote, For whosoever is born of God overcometh the world. And this is a victory that overcometh the world, even our faith. Also, Hebrews 11.5 says, Without faith, it is impossible to please him. Our faith, that shield of faith that he has 
that he has around us. Neil prays that God will keep that hedge around us. Well, God has that shield of faith around us. And he keeps us every day of our life. And he and that shield of faith is something that we can hide behind. When we get weak spiritually, we can hide behind that shield of faith. When we get weak physically, we can hide behind that shield of faith and say, Lord, I don't know what you're going to do with me, but Lord, I know one thing. You have promised me that you're never going to take that faith away from me that you gave me. I tell you, it's a wonderful thing. It, it is. It's a wonderful thing. I, you, you, folk, you just don't know what, what it is until you have experienced it. I have experienced it. I passed out at the football game, and they took me to the emergency room. And I want to tell you, I was as calm, and faith took over, and and uh, uh, they just they just put me in the ICU, and Kara called me, and I answered the phone. I told her, I said, Kara, you people just don't know what a wonderful thing it is. To have peace when something like this happened. I wasn't worried about dying. I didn't even think about it. Didn't even think about it. Didn't even enter my mind about dying. But let me tell you folks, that shield of faith is something you need. Also, lastly, the sword of the Spirit. The sword of the Spirit. The sword of the Spirit is the Word of God. If you took time to listen this past Wednesday night, you would know that Jesus is the Word of God. Jesus is the Word of God. He was the Word of God before the world ever began. He was the Word of God when this written Word that I have was completed, was completed even before the world began. God knew what this written Word was going to say because... It was completed before the world ever began. And he not only gave us this written word, but he also sent the living word to the earth. And that was Jesus. And he he came to the earth and, and he came here and he was the living word. And he died. He died. He walked as, as he lived. And he died as he lived. And he died there, that body of his died there on Calvary's tree. Why? Why did he do something like that? For you and for me who are saved. And if you're here today and you have any inclination in your heart that you want to be saved, you trust him. Trust him right now. Trust him right now. Bow your head and as Paul said, Whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. That's what he says. When he gives you the faith to believe that, then trust him. Trust him and he'll, he'll save your soul. <clears throat> Jesus is the word of God. The sword is not the thoughts and opinions of men. Oh, there's many thoughts and opinions. I tell you, I'm going I'm to say this today and I, I don't recommend it. But I listened to a message today preached by Perry Stone. I don't agree with nothing Perry Stone believes. That is, as far as his, 
his, as far as his uh, theology is concerned. But I want to tell you, he preached a great message this morning. And I listened to it. I amened it. I listened to it. He preached on how God takes everything we do and he makes smoke out of it. He makes fire and he makes smoke out of it. And instead of the smoke going in all directions, that smoke goes straight up to God. And when it gets to God, he said, he said, you may be standing over a stinking dead body that has burned. But he said, when that gets to God, he said, that's a sweet smelling savor. What a great blessing. What a great blessing. The sword of the spirit. There are many in our day which has lost their testimony. That is, if they ever had one, by not knowing where their sword is. And by not taking time to study the sword. You know, when you study Jesus, you're studying the sword. When you study the word, you're studying Jesus. And when you're studying Jesus, you're studying the word. That's all the word of God is about. That's it. That's all the word of God is about. The devil has so blinded their minds that they would dare any to bring it to their attention. They go to the devil with the rotten sticks of their own thoughts and theories. This is what I think about it. Don't make no difference what you think about it. If you ever hear me say this is what I think about it, you call me down. One of you men call me down. If you, if, you, if you ever hear me talk about one of my theories about something, call me down. Uh, thoughts and theories of men is a rotten stick that won't hold up. It's a rotten stick that won't work. Man comes after you physically and you pick up a rotten limb and you try to hit him with it, you, you're just hurting because you're not going to hurt him. You're not going to hurt him. And I say today, may God have mercy on this modern generation of Christians who don't know what it is to be prepared to go out into the world and do what they are supposed to do. I'm going to come down front. I'm going to get want Reggie to come and Sister Kara and I want to sing a I want to sing a song, and I'm going to. Uh, and then we're going to, then we're going to close. <clears throat>